back to inside this inside the scoreboard. It's Jamal, and I'm Corey. All right, let's get straight to it. So, um, I, as we all know, um, Antonio Brown is in the news again. Um, he had an outburst on the sidelines last week uh, with the um, when the Tampa Bay Bucks were playing the New York Jets. Uh, as you all saw, he took off his clothes uh, and kind of just left. Bruce Arians wanted to, uh, wanted him to get back in. AB said he was hurt. And then it's been nothing but a continuation of uh, drama. It's just a, a saga of, a, of this injury and everything. But um, with with all that said, um, we know AB, um, like I said, he's a, pretty much a free agent. Do you see a, and we're not um, pretty much talking about this year, because uh, I think he's going to have, he possibly, possibly might have surgery on that ankle. Um, but do you think AB, will he get a second chance next season? I believe as time goes on, meaning like as offseason goes by, we're celebrating this year's Super Bowl winner, whoever that is. I think that it will allow opportunity for him to get in with another team. Right now, he kind of, we, we kind of seeing deja vu with AB at a pass, you know, like the bad rep, not the, not the bad rep that he necessarily put on himself. I mean, he had himself in some situations, you know, with his, uh, I believe it was like a domestic situation, not trying to get too much into it, but yeah. we know AB has had other, um, other off the field and things that have kind of kept him away from the league. This seems to be more in-house. Um, I know from as fans looking in, it, it kind of looked like, oh man, AB quit. But as we kind of learned bits and pieces, um, it looks like coach actually cut him for not checking into the game injured. Now, this is kind of, I'm not gonna say he say, she say, but it does seem pretty foggy. How, how do you see, how do you even, how do you believe the, the, how do you believe it even played out on the field? Honestly, man, I just felt like he he said he was he was hurt, and he probably he probably was hurt. You know, everybody at this point in the season has them little knickknack injuries, and I mean, he probably wasn't getting the. My assumption what happened was he's playing, but once you can play hurt when you get your touches and you're fine, but when you're not getting those touches and you feel like everybody else is getting force fed the ball, but you and you running around on a on a hurt ankle, and then um, they call you back in, it's kind of like, what am I going in for? Like, y'all not throwing me the ball. My ankle hurt, so I'm not getting back in. That's what I think what happened. And, of course, he probably doesn't have the best relationship with Bruce Arians, and Bruce Arians didn't want him there originally. But Tom Brady was the deciding factor with getting to, uh, A.B. there. And I just think to, it came to a point where it just kind of all kind of exploded. I think Bruce Arians was kind of fed up at that point. Was, all right, just go. You, you can leave. And I think A.B. took that literally, man. I mean, that's what I took from him. No, no, I, I did too. I did too. Uh, but I feel like some fans looking in when they first saw that, it's like, oh, AB's going off the edge again. He heard something he didn't want to hear. He got an attitude and he's leaving. It it wasn't it wasn't anything like that. It seemed like, like you said, it seemed like Bruce, because Bruce has admitted that he, he told me, I believe his quote, I could be wrong, I believe his quote was get the F out of here. So he told me to get out of here. AB took that, like you said, literally, and basically left. I feel like that, that it's, while it's still not as professional as it could have been if I get fired at work I'm not gonna stand around and wait for everybody else to finish their shift I'm probably gonna leave too I know it looks a little different with with him being in the NFL but under those circumstances I'm not sure how again we we weren't there we don't know how words were exchanged but if words were exchanged as coach telling him to get that out of here you're done you're you're, you're cut I would have done the same thing AB did minus the minus the um off field, like the, the way he went off the field, I probably would have been a little more discreet. People probably would have just had to ask some questions after. 
Um, but AB being AB did it his way. Yeah, and I agree with you. I, I feel like if he, like you said, if he would have just walked off the field and kind of, even if he left the arena, I feel like the media would have had questions on what happened, but I don't really think that they would necessarily, they would take a deep dive into it. It's just been speculation because, and honestly, I don't think AB gets cut if he just leaves, bro. If he just, um, he doesn't take off his uniform, if he just goes to the locker room and leaves, I don't think Bruce Arians is going to cut him. He might get suspended again, but I don't think he's getting cut. Right, right. I don't, I don't, I mean, I guess, I guess it's tough to say. I, w- I would like to say that. I would like to say that. So, I mean, but now it's pretty much official. AB's gone. Um, I, I believe they officially came out and made that uh, statement two days ago. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Two days ago. I guess like you were saying in your initial question, where does AB go now? I mean, me, I see AB on a team, you know, be, uh, assuming he, he's healthy. He's able to be healthy next year. Not sure what type of surgery he requires or where that ankle is. But say he's healthy, I believe he definitely could still help a contender. Tom Brady showed that last year, um, just the way they work together, in my opinion. A.B. in a system, let's not act like he's not one of the hardest working receivers, hardest working players in the NFL that, that we've seen. And I feel like that that narrative has been painted from other NFL players who spoke about A.B., um, as well as how, how highly A.B. speaks of himself about his work ethic. I feel like it, it, that cannot be missed. So as long as AB's mental is still in order, I don't consider this a mental breakdown. So as long as his mental is still in order, he's willing to play and compete. He's going to help a team next year. Yeah, and like I said, he's just he's too talented not to be on the roster. It just feel like I I just I feel like he'd be on the team. Um, definitely the way he went out probably hurts him a little bit. But I mean, he'd be on the team. He is too talented, bro. Um, to me, in my eyes, he's still one of the most talented receivers in the game, route running, mm-hmm. uh, still quick. I mean, he he killed the Carolina Panthers, bro. I mean, he killed this, bro. He had over 100 yards, and Brady was just force-feeding him the ball. And he just – and he was doing this on Stephon Gilmore, bro, a legit uh, corner, bro. So a, a former all-pro corner who's uh, – like I say, who's just – he's good at what he does as well, um, getting interceptions, locking down receivers, and A.B., you know, just uh, use that man like a uh, abuse that man like a rag doll. So AB got talent, bro. It just depends like who who takes the chance on him and when the opportunity comes up. But he, we we I think we both can guarantee that he'll go to the roster roster next year. He's 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 definitely he's far from done. Definitely, and and other teams really should be happy that that things played out the way they did. Um, I mean, the only reason why I say that is I'm, if I'm competing for a Super Bowl championship, and I know that Tom Brady and the Buccaneers just won last year. And it, it kind of looked like they were on their way, in my opinion, to do the same thing this year, or at least a, a legit opportunity to do so. Um, this this definitely helps. The A-B injury, A-B off the field, all these distractions, which I don't think Tom, being a vet the way he is, is going to let it really distract the locker room like it may have affected other NFL teams. But still, this is basically taken away from football uh, for the Buccaneers, for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So this kind of helps other teams. But um, look, definitely looking forward to seeing A-B in another jersey doing the same thing next year. Yeah, I, d- I definitely agree with you on that part. Um, I guess we can transition a little bit. It's been a, before the season is over, is there already been like confirmation that coaches are being fired and um, that some coaches won't return next season. What's pretty much just being fired. They're just letting some coaches play it out. Um, right. I know one, uh, their last game was yesterday, different Broncos, Nick Fangio will not be back 
for the Broncos as a head coach. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I thought they were pretty competitive, um, all things considered, this season. They're in a tough conference with the uh, the Chiefs, the Chargers, and then the, and the Raiders as well. So I just – maybe one more season. Like I said, I'm not – I'm not sure what did they expect out the uh, Broncos. I mean, they started off well and they kind of teed off a little bit, but kind of they started being inconsistent, but still were competitive. So I think that's maybe why, but you know, they got Bridgewater as their quarterback, not a knock on him. I think he played, uh, he played well this season, um, but I just don't know how much they expected with their conference, their, with the division they were in. I, I agree. I mean, I, I agree, especially coming off a year like this, you get you get rid of one of your most memorable, impactful players uh, in Von Miller. Um, um, still, still not really finding complete uh, completeness at the quarterback position. Um, I feel like I feel like Coach kind of dealt with a, a lot over the last three years. You know, he he coached there for three years, ended this season, I believe, seven and ten. So I mean, we've seen worse. Basically, we've seen worse. Um, with more stable organizations. So with this organization like Broncos, Denver Broncos, which is pretty apparent that they don't really have all the necessary pieces that they need. Um, I don't really understand the firing, um, but I'm, I'm sure coach Fangio, excuse me, coach uh, Fangio, excuse me, coach Fangio yes, will find many other positions, man. I mean, in the three years that he did here, I think he did a pretty decent job. Um, kind of got them in somewhat in some sort of direction. Um, it, it just could have been a lot worse with, with what he had, not yeah. really having a true quarterback, not having all the greatest weapons, offensive end, and you just lost one of your greatest defensive players, one of the greatest defensive players ever to play the game. It's, it's just a lot going on in, in Denver. I'm not really sure what John Elway and those guys expected. Yeah, and it's always feel like they've been in pretty much like the uh, what Carolina's going through, always having this QB shuffle. You know, since Peyton retired, I mean, they've been through a carousel of quarterbacks and haven't found the right one. And it's crazy that Teddy Bridgewater is their best quarterback since Peyton left. Um, so that says a lot. Like I said, not nothing Teddy Bridgewater. It's just that he's a game manager. You know, he, he's not a bad quarterback, but it's been it's 2015 since Peyton, um, since they won that Super Bowl. So they definitely, uh, I think they're still looking for their franchise quarterback. Obviously, John Elway, he's a Hall of Famer, but he he's pretty much like Michael Jordan when it comes to fine talent. Um, and his, in the league, he's just not good at it, especially when it comes to the quarterback position. So... They have a uh, they have a pretty solid defense. I mean, maybe they maybe they pick up a coach that a coach that fits who whoever's going to be available. Maybe they pick up a coach that they feel like can elevate their team. Um, but yeah, I'm with you on that. Maybe another season um, with Nick Fangio, but maybe they feel like they need to um, kind of expedite things. And then uh, other news, uh, we know that Mike Zimber, excuse me, Mike Zim, Zimber is going to be uh, he will no longer be the Vikings coach after this season. I just feel like the Vikings could never get over that hump. And uh, when they got to the playoffs, uh, they won a few games here and there. Um, past couple of seasons, they had the Minnesota Miracle with uh, Stephon Diggs. And um, it just seems like they got a lot of offensive talent, but for some reason, nothing can come together. They got some pieces on defense, but I, I just, I, I guess people are expecting more out, out of them. And But Kirk Cousins, He's a solid quarterback, but it's again, I don't expect much out of Kirk Cousins as far as elevating the team. Absolutely, I mean, absolutely. Uh, I feel like I feel like the the thing that's similar between those two teams, like you said, is kind of the direction 
Um, more so with Minnesota, because I don't know about you, but didn't you have a little higher expectations for Minnesota than what they performed this year coming in? At least with they with those beasts that they got on the um, uh, those receivers they got out there. Yeah, man. I, I like to say offensively, man, you have a solid quarterback. Um, he's in the I would say Kirk Cousins in the top fifteen of the league at the quarterback position. You have a solid quarterback. You have outstanding receivers with Adam Thielen and Justin uh, Justin Jefferson, who's been killing the league uh, ever since last year. And then you have Dalvin Cook, who is just a monster running back. So it seems to me like, what's the issue here? And maybe they, like with their division, man, the only competition they have is Green Bay. There's no reason why they should be losing to the Bears at this moment right now. And there's no reason why um, they shouldn't, uh, like I said, I'm not sure if they even beat the Bears with their head to head. I'm just kind of going off of their division. Your real only competition in that division is the Packers. And you will hopefully want to split with the Packers and then dominate the rest of the division because the Detroit is in that division as well. So you have opportunity after opportunity, you know, to get some wins under your belt, on your belt and make a run for the playoffs. But it just seems like that they're missing something. Like I said, I don't really know what it is and I'm not going to dwell on it, but could maybe be the same thing next year. Great offense, solid defense, but you guys still can't get it done. Definitely. I mean, I, and and you know what I hate to do I'm gonna go off script a little bit because uh, I just I just read something here with the Panthers man and it, it looks as though ESPN is reporting that the Panthers are in search of their next offensive coordinator of course because as you know we got rid of our uh, I believe our young offensive coordinator uh, the young guy from LSU Joe Brady um, there you go Joe Brady and they are actually expected to target either Jay Gruden who we know is Oakland Raiders former head coach. Or Bill O'Brien, who we know was Texans' uh, former head coach. Uh, I don't really know how you feel about. It. I know with you, especially being a diehard Carolina Panthers fan, um, how do you feel about either of those? And do you have a preference of either? Neither one, bro. This is okay. Joe Brady. This should okay. let the man play his contract out, bro. Because the offense hasn't done nothing since he left. I could see if it were like. It, were, it was like ch- changes that were made that say, wow, man, I see why you guys got rid of Joe Brady. Y'all implemented this and that, but we did not, bro. It's still the same stagnant offense, bro. Like, and those guys, I don't want Bill O'Brien here, bro. Yeah. And I, 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 I was thinking, I was thinking that that was a, I was thinking of a, what is the quickest way to lose a locker room? Hire yeah. Bill O'Brien. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anything coming out of Houston, I'm sorry, anything coming out of Houston, Texas for that, for those Texans, is nothing I want to be a part of unless his name is Deshaun Watson. Um, or I'm sorry, coach, I'm forgetting your name too, but I would definitely take that coach. What's his, what's his name? About, are you talking about the – I know they had a good quarterback coach, uh, but he's not longer, no longer with them. Uh, actually, he is with them. He um, went to Kansas City. The guy I'm thinking about went to Kansas City. Okay, I'm, yeah, I'm not even sure. I don't want to speak on it then. Okay, okay, don't don't worry. But, but I know they, they, they really – my point is they don't really have a lot of good things coming out of Houston, Texas as far as football, man. So – Bill O'Brien, to me, would be an obvious disappointment. Yeah, bro, and it's just like you bring in Bill O'Brien, the same guy that had problems with DeAndre Hopkins, and DeAndre has never, ever once caused a problem on or off the field. The most famous thing he's known – well, I'm not going to say – I guess the most, I guess, infamous thing he's known for, I guess you want to put that in a sense like that, it's like it's not even off the field. It's just when he uh, broke uh, D'Angelo Hall ankles, bro, and when they're in scrimmaging. Um, Against the Redskins, bro. I'm not sure you're familiar with that video, bro. Where he just yes, just 
kills D'Angelo Hall in the route, bro. It injures that man. So that's the only thing, like I said, that, that's not even a bad thing, bro. Like he's he's an all pro type uh, receiver. Uh, never caused any trouble in Bill O'Brien. Um, you know, apparently have it was reported that he had problems uh, with the uh, Hopkins multiple baby mamas or having baby mamas. It was just nonsense, bro. Like I don't want I don't want that guy here, bro. Like I'll take Gruden over him, but I'm not. Those guys don't excite me as a uh, as a fan. Our coach, the uh, Airbnb out of Kansas City. I know he doesn't want to leave uh, Kansas City for another uh, officer coordinator job. So if if he's not getting a head coach position, I know he's not gonna uh, come to Carolina as an OC. I mean, unless they just throw the bag at him, a crazy number. But it's just time for the Carolina Panthers to move on from that rule, bro. Um, he hasn't really done anything to me that's impressive. So. I don't really I got to look forward to, bro, except for uh, the 2023 draft, bro, because we done lost all the draft picks. But, yeah, hey, man, let them hey, – we got a dumpster fire going on right now as far as coaching staff. It's it's, it's getting ugly, and it's, it's not really, you know, uh, giving fans anything to hope for for next year. We kind of just holding our breath and crossing our fingers, you know, and, and this is reported from Adam Shepard. They're also in um, – they're also looking at the Rams offensive coordinator, Kevin O'Connell about the open vacancy here within the Carolina Panthers. Again, not too familiar with, with Kevin O'Connor. I don't want to speak uh, on that. I know that their offense is high-powered. Rams do have a high-powered offense. Um, so I am not don't want to give too much – don't want to not give enough credit or, or give too much credit to uh, Coach Kevin O'Connell. But just just the Panthers – it don't really have too much to do with Coach O'Connell. It's more so just with what the Panthers have going on. Nothing consistent. Really not even showing any confidence in your head coach. Um, head coach is not really showing any confidence within himself. Um, it's just a, like you said, it's a lot going on with Carolina, and it, it's a dumpster fire. Yeah, and I would prefer um, O'Connor over those uh, two guys that you mentioned, Gruden and Bill O'Brien. Um, just because, bro, you see, and the only thing I, I can say that I may not like, and this is just one not, is they are very pass heavy. Um, for the Rams, I don't want to be a super pass heavy offense. We don't even have the, the quarterbacks for it, so. But we'll see. I like that. Now, that's more of a positive direction, you know, um, getting a guy here who has had success recently. Um, I, I would like that. But like I said, I, I don't know what they expect. And we have to get an offensive line and a quarterback. So it's it's interesting, bro. Hopefully he hopefully that he can come to Carolina. You know, maybe he can be our head coach. <laughs> um, get, get rid of the guy we have. Um, but also, uh, the playoffs are about to start next week. Is there a team that you expect? Um, to make a deep run as far as the, the guys who already clinched at their uh, playoff spot. And I, I apologize. I want to just make sure uh, I show I, – I made a I made an error. I made an error. It is actually Jay Gruden, the younger brother of uh, former Oakland. Yeah, that's what you Oakland. said. Okay, I just want to make sure yeah, I apologize. Yeah, I, just make make sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew it wasn't going to be uh, – <laughs> I know it wasn't going to be John Gruden. I think he, and I won't be surprised if he's back in the league at some point. I just feel like it was, it was a lot going on with him. Uh, the comments that came out that he made in the emails, you know. It's just a, a little too early. Yeah, 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 a little too early. My yeah. mistake, my mistake with viewers and listeners. I, I just, I just want to make sure that was very clear that we are not discussing uh, John yeah. Gruden. We are discussing okay. his younger brother, Jay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to, to go back to what you were saying, wrapping up the NFL season, you know, um, a lot of teams um, finishing everything out. What What were you – I believe I cut you off. What were you saying? Oh, I was just saying, uh, do you think um, – pretty much do you have a team that you think are, like, 
legit contenders or somebody that you expect to make a, a deep playoff run? Yeah. Um, before I, w- I would have said uh, Brady's going back to back. You know, that's just how I felt. Brady, you know, he's just he's just the goat. I would say he's going back to back. As of late, I really like Green Bay. High powered offense, uh, calm guy back there throwing the ball. Aaron Rodgers. Um, defense could be better, but they're doing enough. I know that they they were hurt for a lot of the season at the DB position, um, but the, some of those new guys have uh, been stepping up. Um, and I believe they have some guys returning back from injury as well on that defensive side of the ball. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking for Green Bay to actually make some hit headway here in the playoffs and maybe win the Super Bowl. Uh, who do you got coming out right here? I know it's almost February, so it's almost that time. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Green Bay, bro. Because um, you're going to have to go through Green Bay. And I don't know about you, but, bro, I already know, like, when it's cold, bro, and it's brick like that, bro, I know them hits. Mm-hmm. I know them hits don't feel good or nothing like that. That ball is heavy. It's hard. Pause. Don't nobody want to feel like playing that uh, cold um, with up being a Green Bay, bro. I'm not trying to do that. And then they got exactly. one of the best quarterbacks ever. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, bro. I'm going to have to go on Green Bay. I don't I don't trust Dallas to go to Green Bay and beat Green no. Bay. No. That's just me. No. I don't, Eagles are a little too – first-year head coach – they're limited on what they're doing. They're still growing. I like the Eagles. I like what they're doing, but I don't, they're very a run heavy team. So I feel like they, I know, you know, nah, Green Bay. I'm not even going to even psych myself out of that. They even say, oh yeah, the Eagles, you know, they're run heavy. They can run the ball in the snow. That'll help. Nah, bro. <laughs> I'm going to go Green Bay. Um, Brady. Yeah. I like Brady. I, I like what Tampa has, but they're just not healthy right now, bro. And it seems like yeah. they got a lot going on. It'd be interesting to see if they can rally around the controversy that's been going around, around with them with the A-B situation and kind of like make a run. But we'll see. Um, and as far as the AOC, I'm just – I really don't see nobody stopping the Chiefs. I know people have been down on the Chiefs. I mean, they're still like a top two team in the AOC. So that's what I got right now um, as far as the, the AOC is concerned. Nah, great picks. I, I, hate, to, I hate to just I'll simply be- copy that, but – I mean, what can you do with Kansas City? For Kansas City to start the way they did, I believe um, on one of our earlier episodes, me and you even expressed concern for Kansas City. Um, um, but to see the, the, the train that they have, have gotten moving now, this is what it's all about. Get, grabbing that momentum, going into playoff time, we've seen time and time after again, time and time again, uh, that usually is the team that wins the Super Bowl. That usually is the team that at least makes it pretty far in the Super Bowl, the team that grabs the momentum towards the end of the season. I think Kansas City has done exactly what they were supposed to do, and that is to get better each week. So Kansas City and Green Bay, I don't really see, you know, another two other, any other team um, being able to go through them per division. You know what I mean? Nobody from the AFC, I feel, is better than Kansas City, and nobody from the NFC, I feel, is better than Green Bay. Yeah, man, I, I agree. Like I said, I know <laughs> we're not trying to agree with each other when it comes to this, but, yeah, I can't, I can't argue that. Um, so let's transition a little bit. A uh, few guys that uh, in the NBA that made the return, one guy, uh, and then one guy who is going to be making his return actually today. Uh, so mm-hmm. let's jump straight into it. Um, the Nets, they were kind of being a little – they're still top team in the East, but they were having some struggles. They got hit with COVID pretty bad. And they had to call on the guy um, to play role games with them, and that, that guy's Kyrie Irving. He played uh, this past week, and he looked good. I mean – how, how do you feel about the situation, him coming back? And uh, do how, how did he look in your eyes, um, Kyrie returning in that game versus Indiana? 
Kyrie still looked like one of the best guards in the league um, to me. Now, again, you, you got to let a guy get stamina back up. I don't care how much you work out. Game, in-game stamina is going to be different than um, practice stamina or just working out stamina. It's going to be different. So I'm going to give him time to get to get his legs back under him pretty much. But as far as skill, I mean, I, I saw a Kyrie of old. I, you know, I, I saw a guy that can still get to the spots on the court, can still put up a good shot. Not really too worried about the shot going in or out right now. Um, even though he wasn't, he didn't have a bunch of misses either. I just, I just feel like, I feel like what Kyrie is doing right now could work. Um, I know with the whole COVID thing, him only playing away games and the, the league and the media has kind of put their spin on it. But if you, I feel like you take that out of the question, you found out Kyrie is just only able to play at road games. I, I, me personally, at some road, some road games, me personally, as long as he's still performing, as long as we still getting the guy of old, of course we will want him here every single game. But if the alternative is to not have him at all, I'm not going to sit here and say that we're better without Kyrie. We're, we're better with Kyrie on the bench because he, he doesn't play at every game. I'm not going to say that. Any game that I can get Kyrie Irving on my team, we're a better team that night. And Coach Nash, y'all, y'all guys over there can figure a way out to game plan for each night. It, uh, to me, I, I don't see too much of a problem with I know a lot of people have their own personal opinions about it. He should be playing, shouldn't. How do you feel about it? Uh, like I said, I thought he looked good, man. Um, Kyrie's Kyrie. He's just one of the most offensively skilled players ever to play the game. From his layup package to his handle package to his mid-range. And then his three wasn't following like that. But we all know that's going to come, bro. He's just really got to get his legs under him, get his arms under him as far as that three ball. But that's going to fall eventually. The Nets are dangerous, bro. I don't think people realize that before Kyrie got injured in that playoffs, the Nets were bullying the NBA champion, Milwaukee Bucks. They were up 2-0 and were bullying those boys. They were blowing them out. And that's when they didn't have Harden, bro, when it was just Katie and Kyrie. So mm-hmm. I want people to get in their head. Once these three guys are in sync and actually play together, the league is in trouble, bro. Like, I don't think people understand that. You know, if those guys, those three guys can stay healthy. And if Kyrie was vaccinated, he could play home games, but we know that's not the case. So I'm just being like, worst case scenario, he just plays role games. But that is going to be a tough out. Anytime you have to see three of those guys, bro. And like I said, they were great just with KD and Kyrie, bro, last year before Kyrie got hurt. I, I expect the same thing um, this year in the playoffs. Yeah, no, nah, same. It's just like the only thing that I, I would say is I don't think that they are that much better than the than the Milwaukee Bucks. Honestly, because only one person had a ball in their hands at a time. I'm, I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds, but they can, those guys can only have the ball. One one person had the ball in their hands at a time. Outside of KD. No, you know what? Never mind. That never mind. That that doesn't <laughs> that that won't work. Cause I mean you can move Harden. You could Harden could come in and play the one. Harden could play the three. Harden could come in and do a lot. So I don't know. I don't know. They they are a problem. They are a problem. The only thing is they don't have legitimate athletic size, like a, a guy in there that's, um, I guess, your prototype, super athletic, powerful type of, like, center in there. I mean, but they got Nick's uh, – what is his name? I don't want to mispronounce his name. A uh, young dude, um, they have um, 6'10". He's just he, – he a little he a little light, bro, on his feet, bro. He, he, not, he need to gain a little bit more weight. They got LaMarcus, they're pretty old. Sizes, I guess, is their only problem in a sense, but not really a major concern of mine. 
Um, but that's really because, bro, the spacing is there, bro. You got Katie, Kyrie, and James Harden. I mean, the lane, Space, like, yeah, spacing is there because spacing is definitely there. What you, you, what you gonna do, run zone? Okay, that's gonna be. <laughs> I mean, they're gonna shoot your eyes out, they're gonna shoot your like, eyes out the zone. Zone, you can play, man, but we all know how that's gonna go. Like, you really ain't gonna, you're not guarding Katie, bro. That, they have the three of the best one on one players of our generation, bro, on one team. I don't think people understand how difficult that is to guard, bro. Like one on one, through the mm. best players. Like James Harden was playing one on one ball down in Houston, bro, and was dominant. KD, we already know he doesn't like he can play on the ball, off the ball, but we already know one on one. Once he pulls you, yank, 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 and he lifts up for that from that jumper, bro. You're not putting a hand in his face. You're not tall enough to cover that, and then. Going back to Kyrie, bro, we already know what he can do in a one-on-one situation. So it's just like, I just think you really just got to have you. Milwaukee has to the length and everything, but it'd be interesting, man. It, it, it'd be, I can't wait, bro. I can't wait to every every like I can't wait to after the trade deadline where rosters are finally starting. We can see what's going into the playoffs. I'm I'm super excited for it. But um, to kind of transition um, from the Nets, let's talk about a guy who's making his return today for the Golden State Warriors. I didn't even know it was two years, bro, since he played, bro. I had not realized it was that long. I thought maybe a year and a half, but it's actually been two years since this man, this man has played, bro. And that man is Clay Thompson, bro. He's coming back to the Golden State Warriors to play today. What are your thoughts on him returning, and what do you expect uh, in his return? Super, super excited, man. First, like you said, can't believe it's been two years. We remember when Clay got actually when Clay got hurt. Uh, it might have been three years ago originally when he got hurt. Then we were expecting to see Clay, and I mean, early, early, early on, he got hurt again. We didn't, we haven't seen Clay in two years since then. So I feel like the whole league is feeling the same. We're excited to see the Splash Brothers back together again. Um, but I, I think tonight it's a little bit more important. I'm looking at this game tonight as a preview as to what to expect come postseason. We've seen how well the Warriors have played. Say what you want, Coach Kerr has put together. I mean, don't get me wrong, you still, have, you still have the greatest shooter of all time. It does make it easier. But to say that the Warriors would have been this successful with the roster that they have, where they're getting contributions from guys like Jordan Poole, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's stuff that I don't think we would have predicted coming into the season for a guy like that to play as well as he has. Um, so, so me, I'm going to give some credit, tip my hat to Steve Kerr. But tonight is so important because it's going to see, it's going to be a preview as to what, how Clay is going to intermingle with this new Warriors team in a way. Um, we, we, we seen Clay a few years ago, how well he shoot the ball. We know he's going to come in and do the same thing. I just want to see how it's all going to look together. Very excited to see Clay back. Happy he's back. I'm sure you are too, but let me hear. How do you feel about Clay coming back to the Warriors, and what are you looking for tonight? I'm just looking to be, bro, just go out there, man. Just enjoy. I just want him to go out there and enjoy himself, bro. Like, I'm genuinely happy, like, because, like, these players, I know it's like people say, oh, they get paid millions, you know, but those guys really love the game, man, like, and I know he's been like every night, probably been thinking, you know, can't wait to get back on the court. And he was, he was, you know, um, it was last season before the season started. You know, he was supposed to be ready to come into the season. And then he got hurt again and had to sit out last season. So it's been a long journey for him, bro. I just wanted to see him out there have a healthy season, bro. Really, um, and I feel like this shot is going to be there. Uh, his legs may not be a hundred percent under him right now, because um, you know it's different when you run up and down that court. Playing defense, getting back on offense, running, uh, running off screens, going baseline, uh, picking, doing pick and pops and stuff like that. Like it's gonna take a lot out of him. But 
I mean, and then he's the type of shooter where I, I won't be surprised if Clay lights it up, bro, tonight. Uh, yeah, I, I would. I'm sure he. I'm sure he's coming in with a little chip on on his back. You know, Clay and Steph have kind of been those like under the radar competitors. You see him smiling and laughing occasionally, more so Steph than Clay. But I don't think your first thing is to think like, oh, he's a dog. But just just from to me, my personal opinion, he seems like a dog. He seems like a guy that wants that. It's literally been burning him since he's been at the house. I guarantee it. Hearing hearing guys talk pitter patter chatter about the Warriors about what Steph, even seeing Steph go out there and leave it all out there every single night has probably kind of lit the fire under him even more so. Um, but I'm looking for Ste uh, Clay to come out here with a chip on his shoulder and really put some numbers up. But even if he doesn't, I, I just want to see what his shot looking like, how he's feeling. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Coach Kerr is keeping his minutes very limited, regardless of what Clay wants. I'm sure he's keeping his minutes very limited, picking a, making a good decision coming in against the Cleveland Cavaliers, even though no team in the NBA is a gimme. Um, them boys been playing lights out. Yeah, they've yeah, they been playing good. Them young boys out there uh, talking about do, doing well out in Cleveland. You're talking about Golden State surprising people. I mean, Cleveland, like, I don't think, you know, when people saw that roster, they're like, man, why they got all those bigs, man? Kevin Love, Laurie Markman, uh, uh Jared Allen, and then uh, Evan Mobley. They're like, man, they got a lot of bigs, man. But Darius Garland has been hooping, bro. And I hate that Ricky Rubio went out with an injury, bro, because I – that was a perfect point guard for him just to run the offense, distribute distribute the ball to everybody. Uh, you know, they recently made that move for Rondo, but it's, it's they're, they're fun. They're, I, I like Cleveland, bro. I like what they got, man. They're, Cleveland's a fun team, bro, and I wouldn't be surprised. Well, if the playoffs start today, they'll be in the playoffs, man. So they're definitely my surprise team, and the Warriors are as well. Like, I expected the Warriors to be. I mean, we know what they are, championship caliber personnel, but I think Cleveland is a big shock for everybody in my eyes. Uh, definitely, definitely. Coach is doing a good thing out there, <clears throat> but with it looks like, um, it looks like with the pickup of Rajon Rondo, they're hoping to get a some more of that playmaking back. Uh, we know this is not Rajon of old, but they're looking to get some playmaking back. And those young guys are balling, man. I I do like to see Colin Sexton, those guys like Darius Garland, um, young guys. Kind of, kind of, kind of. It's just, it's just interesting basketball to watch. Um, but still, and, I feel like it's a good good time to bring Clay in, run it, run the floor with these young guys. And they're doing it with, like I said, with, and as you mentioned, uh, Colin Sexton. You know, they they're doing it actually without him, which is actually even more impressive because that's their like guard that can just get the ball up the court and score. Um, he's almost like a, uh, an off guard, really, that just plays the point guard position. But he's been he's been out for some time. Um, he won't be back till next year. But like I said, uh, fun team. Um, as far as recently, bro. Um, and this is just some like quick, I guess, topics we can run run uh, run by real quick. Demarcus Cousins, um, he was with the Milwaukee, Milwaukee Bucks. He played well, but um, he he uh, they didn't pick up another contract for him, so he went he signed with a different Nuggets, which I actually like that move. I feel like he'd do well in that system. Uh, were you surprised that Milwaukee um, did not sign him again since they uh, they are dealing with the injury of uh, not having Brook Lopez right now? I am. Uh, that that does that does uh it, it does make me curious just as to why they didn't. I'm surprised, definitely surprised they didn't. Um, but I I would be more. I'm now more thinking as to why. Um, uh, maybe, maybe Boogie is not producing like they thought he was. Um, you know, in the in the few in the few stints that I did see him, he did he wasn't looking a Boogie of old, but definitely showed where he could be effective in the league. 
and it seemed like that was a Bucks need that they need. It's Bucks necessity that they needed. Um, so I am surprised about that. Do you do you do you find do you think Demarcus Cousins is gonna find a a home here maybe for the next two or three years? I don't know about two or three years. I just for me, I just want Demarcus going to the team, bro, and just like play the whole season out, get some minutes, you know, and then he can sign that contract with about two years, maybe not uh, with a little bit of change in his pocket, you know. Uh, he's getting these uh, vet minimums or these ten day contracts, but I, like I say, he played well, bro. It seems like he's a he's more of a uh, He's not a knucklehead, you know, like they had labeled him before, but I think he can be a productive uh, guy come in your rotation coming off the bench. So hopefully he sticks with the Nuggets, and, you know, I root for him. Um, and then another guy, bro. And this guy, and like, so I'm just kind of going through what's been happening for the last week. So sorry if I'm going off script. Um, mm. Lance Stevenson has been balling, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know if you saw where he put up uh, 16 and 14 last night. Um, oh, he did that. He oh, see, this is fresh to me. This is news yeah. to me. I seen where he had the twenty point quarter. Yeah, the twenty did. point quarter a couple nights ago. And you're telling me what did he have last night? Yeah, sixteen and fourteen, bro, in the dub against Utah. Oh, like that's impressive. Like he, I think by far, he has been the most impressive uh, ten day guy. I don't want to put it like that because you know he has had success in the league, but I don't think nobody expected him to put up numbers like that. The twenty point quarter in six minutes. The fourteen to sixteen against um, against Utah in a win like that's that's pretty impressive, bro. No, no, I I completely agree, and I can't speak so much as to that performance because again, audience, I personally did not see that. Um, this is news to me, but I did see the thirty point. Excuse me, I think he had a finish with about thirty points, but he had twenty in the first and ended the first quarter on a buzzer beater. Um, I mean. To me, to me, that that's that's just like what we love the most about the NBA, right? A guy could go over to, to the G League, continue to work on his game, go overseas, continue to work on his game, and come back to the league. And on any given night, any given night reminds you why he's in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? It just reminds you why he's in the NBA. Because, I mean, Lance of old would kind of some of those same little moves, step backs, and, and things like that seem like to be moves that I, I used to see, but the shot was dropping. And I think sometimes we forget that these guys are talented, even if the shot isn't always dropping. And it's all about opportunity, bro. I feel like a lot of people forget that. Like, it's all about really who you know, if the team wants to bring you in, if you have these labels, you know, like, oh, uh, he's a knucklehead, or oh, he's this and that, and that you may not get that same opportunity. You know, there's no reason, as he's proven, there's no reason he should have been on the G League, bro. Like, and that's just being completely honest. Um, he's one of those guys that should should have been on someone's some roster. And uh, maybe it wasn't the right fit, but I'm glad to see him. Uh, I'm glad to see him hooping broke back into the league. Um, and then another thing, like I said, I'm just kind of going to the top of my head. Uh, yeah. Topics that happened recently. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, for the Houston Rockets, I hit a game, a game winner against the Washington Wizards in the uh, commentator or the broadcaster that called the game. I wish I knew his name, but he had stated um, he looked like his dad pulling the trigger right there. And it kind of as um, people who know uh, Kevin Porter Jr.'s father is in, uh, I'm not sure if he's currently in jail. I think he may still be currently in jail, um, but he definitely was convicted of, uh, I think it was manslaughter um, for shooting uh, shooting someone. And I really wish I had the, uh, over the exact quote, but were, did you actually hear that, hear that sound bite? I, I I did not hear it live. You know, we, we unfortunately I'm not afforded. You know, we can't really watch those games live as much as we want to. But I did catch that later. Um, I, I even we can speak on this too. I even saw LeBron's comments about it. But 
the the uh, broadcaster was Glenn Concert, um, and he's the one that made the questionable reference to Houston Rockets guard Kevin Porter Jr. And really, the story what he tried to fall back on is no, no, no. He thought he was the uh, the former uh, Washington Bullets player Kevin Porter. Um, and I mean, I mean, we, we could point back and forth about uh, what you believe or what you not. I think LeBron made a perfect point. He said every single game, these broadcasters and everybody gets pamphlets have information on it. He believes that he was aware of Kevin Porter's dead situation. The, I mean, excuse me, Kevin Porter Jr.'s dead situation, the real Kevin Porter Jr.'s dead. And what happened was he was, he did uh, serve time. He was pleaded, he pled guilty to first degree manslaughter in a shooting death of a 14 year old girl in 1993. But when he got back home in 2004, he was unfortunately shot and killed in a Seattle bar while trying to help someone being attacked. And this is as reported by CBS. Um, so it, it's unfortunate that his father actually did pass away. Um, and it, to me, I just don't believe in that much of a coincidence to where, to me, to me, that seemed to be like a shot, a slight shot. I don't think he meant, I don't think he thought that it would have did what it did. It had the effect that it had. I don't even think he thought it was malicious when he first did it, but I believe that he was intentful with saying it. Uh, and, what, what do you think about it? And that exact quote, um, is, um, uh... Kevin Porter Jr., like his dad, pulled that trigger right at the uh, right time. Those are his exact words. Kevin Porter Jr., like his dad, pulled that trigger right at the right time. Uh, instantly, I already knew what he was talking about. I mean, I'm a, and then the thing is, I, I'm not sure, bro. Like, this is me and you. We don't get paid to talk sports. We're NBA fans. Mm -hmm. We're well aware that uh, the former NBA player Kevin Porter is not this man's dad. We are right. well aware of that. So I don't know how that he how he didn't know that. And the fact that he said pulled that trigger kind of insinuates, like, bro, you knew his father had uh, been locked up for that. Like, come on, man. Like, clearly, like these are paid. These commentators and broadcasters are professionals too. Whether they act like professionals or not is another thing. But he should have been. He was. There's no doubt in my mind. Maybe he got caught up in the moment and maybe forgot, but I don't see how, bro. Like I said, he's professional. He gets paid to do this research to notice. Like I said, we are not professionals, bro. We and we notice stuff about players, and we don't get paid a lick to talk sports. And we are well aware of this, bro. Even before we started getting into the podcasting, bro. So I don't. It's really no excuse. He did apologize for it, which is cool. But you're apologizing is kind of safe face. It's just like I don't want to. And then it was, um, and then it's me kind of going to tangent. Like the Golden State Warriors commentators had said, uh, we're trying to mock one of the different Nuggets players' uh, accents. Then they were taking shots at uh, Austin Rivers, saying his de uh, his dad was the reason why he got um, got his contract uh, with the Clippers. I don't know. It's just like they getting kind of bold, like bro, like like bro, chill out, bro. Like y'all getting a little too bold, like because y'all starting to take personal uh, shots, especially when you start to mock somebody's accent. That you you have no clue who this man is, and it's the second year guy. Um, he's a second year uh, player, about thirty years old, the point guard for the Denver Nuggets. Cannot think of his name. And I do apologize about that, but I'm just getting tired of these like commentators trying to get like acting like they didn't know or acting like they're not wrong for uh, certain things, bro. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. It, it, guys got to be held accountable the same way that Russ would have been held accountable. Said he said something very personal to another about another commentator. Um, or anything like that, LeBron, any of these other guys that they love to put in, social, in in the media as soon as they show any signs of disrespect to people across the league or ownership or anything like that, they, these guys got to be held accountable. 
Um, so whether he did it intentionally or not, you didn't you weren't on your job that day, man. You made a big mistake. You gotta do research, you gotta do your job. Like you said, these guys get paid to do this. So and, and to me, it this guy's not a young guy. I, I'm sure he's been commentating games for quite a while. You know what I mean? I'm sure he's been commentating games for quite a while. You you don't make mistakes like this. It was very intentful. Pulled that trigger. I love that you brought up the quote. Quote. We've 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 heard other um, father son uh, mentions during games. You know, we we've watched other guys like Steph Curry. You know what I mean? Even. He, uh, yeah, Steph Curry. Uh, they talk about his dad, Dale Curry, occasionally. We we never hear any references like that. Even if he shoots that ball just like his dad. Okay. He, he pulled, pulled that, that trigger. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. It seems the tempo. See, I think he thought it would go a little under the radar, maybe where it would have slid into like a little ha-ha joke between you and another commentator, maybe. Or that's what it was. Most, you know, maybe something like that where you you this was something y'all talked about off air. And you kind of slipped it in there as like an inside joke, whatever the case is. I don't know. I don't understand broadcasting humor. Maybe that's what they did, but it, that it seemed like, intense. That's like dark comedy humor, bro. Like that's what you expect from one of these comedians that are in a dark humor that was just so, so happened to be at his hometown game in this uh, uh, doing a little quick um, five minute talk with the guys that's broadcasting. That's the comment I would expect from a them, and I'm not, and it still would have been unexcusable. But since you're a professional. Uh, broadcaster, bro, you get paid money to do your job well and to say something so irresponsible, bro. Like, come on, man. Like, you just gotta do better. Like, I said, I don't think, do I think he should lose his job? If he doesn't have any past history of that, I don't think he should lose his job. I'm not, I'm not the person that tries to take food uh, or wants somebody to get uh, food taken off the table. So I'm not gonna say that. But he just gotta be more responsible. I'll put it like that. I, I want to say that too. I, I, I really can't think of any like, like. Uh, reasonable i don't even know what i'm i can't think of a reason why he would make that quote-unquote mistake i can't think of why he would want to do it intently but it, it just like you said you just got to be more responsible it, that type of stuff just can't happen yeah definitely and like i said hopefully he learned from this um like i said it's kind of it was kind of going on the radar we saw it and her, her nba twitter was talking about it but then i think it really started gaining storm once lebron had quoted it and then you know it kind of it kind of grew more, which was good. Need to be uh, need to be recognized, you know. And, and like I said, the gentleman did apologize, but you know he 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 fucked up, bro. That's really what it was. Um, as far as anything else, do you want to touch on NBA, NFL, uh, NCAA, anything Man, like that? It's so much on the brinks right now. Um, I love we're almost at All Star Weekend. We're almost at the Super Bowl. Uh, playoff time starts next week. Or the week after for NFL, I believe. I believe it's next week. Um, Wildcard begins next week, so it's just a lot coming up, man. We, um, I don't have anything else I want to pinpoint right now. Again, um, it's just, it's just a lot going on. A lot going on in sports. Yeah, no, I guess we can leave it at that. Um, we'll try to be back um, next week or sometime this week with another episode. Next Sunday, next. Okay, okay, okay sure. Yeah, now now that works for me. So uh, next Sunday. Um, so yeah, man, appreciate y'all tuning in. Um, it was a recent video uploaded to the YouTube page. Um, as for the, the, uh, dedicated Panther fans, if y'all want to go check that out, uh, regarding our QB situation, um, inside the scoreboard, um, it's our, uh, YouTube name. So go check that out. We just posted, um, like I said, Corey said, we'd be back, be back next week to actually record a full episode. So appreciate y'all tuning in. Appreciate y'all, man. Once again, this has been Corey with inside the scoreboard. Yes, sir. This is Jamal. Y'all take it easy.